0: So every year, Donald Newth for the past 20 years, has been giving a Christmas tree lecture. And I watched a little bit of this year's. I didn't really understand a lot of it. It was very mathy. Well, it was kind of topical. It's about Christmas trees. It's about trees in computer science. And then he says, because of that, he's going to make it a Christmas tree lecture. I wonder if some of his older ones are more approachable for me. I like Work his presentation because he, um, he has code typed out on a piece of paper. And then he uses an overhead projector to like point at the code. It's kind of cool. Where can you find it? Stanford.edu. Just search for Donald Newt Christmas Tree Lectures, or we will, uh, I'll post a link in the show notes. You may do any programming in the past week? Just client stuff. What uh, What technologies are you working on?
1: I'm doing stuff with wearables, which is making me uh, kind of dive into the domain and wear wearables myself. I don't particularly love them, actually. But Which ones have you tried? Uh, I have uh, a job on right now. It is nice to track my sleep. That's the only thing that I really like about it. I can see the quality of my sleep. I think in a few months, maybe that'll be useful data to look back on. Last night, I got seven hours, three hours, and some some minutes of uh, deep sleep.
0: Does Jawbone wake you up automatically based on your sleep cycle?
1: Jawbone will, if you're in a light sleep a half hour before your alarm's set to go off, it'll vibrate and wake you up, which is nice. Oh,
0: that's cool. I've always wanted one of those. I used to have a Fitbit. That I wore to sleep a couple times. Track sleep, but it doesn't wake you up based on your sleep cycle. It just wakes you up at uh, an alarm that it vibrates. It's also
1: nice that yeah, it just vibrates so that it doesn't wake your any like your partner up if mm-hmm. you have to wake up earlier, as opposed to an audio alarm. How's your uh, vacation programming going,
0: Justin? Uh- I haven't done anything for, like, almost a week now. Last Thursday, today's Tuesday, last Thursday uh, we spoke a lot about it. I went to PromptWorks and coded a little bit and hung out for lunch and then came home and then I haven't looked really done anything since. Did you
2: measure Piper's bottle thing?
0: No. <laughs> no. One of uh, um, PromptWorks employees, Dan McClory, gave a presentation on using R for st- statistics. Uh, and the example he gave was correlating uh rotten tomato movie scores with um box office gross and the, the answer was they don't correlate but then uh i was trying to last week come up with a math formula for given how much volume in a big bottle and what kind of bottle it is how long do i need to run the bottle warmer for <laughs> but i don't have enough data to prove my formula yet one day i'm gonna get really bored and do some experiments uh, but yeah, I've been playing with uh, Thrift for the past two weeks and trying to TDD a microservices infrastructure from, I guess, the front end. Uh, and it's going really well, except for Thrift has really muddy language support. Like pretty much every language supports binary protocol. So you can open a socket from one language to another and do cross-language RPC. Um but not every language, uh, not every language's Thrift binding support HTTP or other transports. And I really want to use HTTP because I use Heroku, and you can't really open a socket to another Heroku process. Uh, and I really don't want to deal with deploying a bunch of microservices myself right now. So I'm kind of back to just wanting to do HTTP APIs and throw JSON uh, across services. But I really want. One of the things I love about Thrift is you define your models in this, like, language agnostic form that every language then has to conform to, uh, and it generates code for every language, but I wish there was a way to, like, call, like, in Ruby you can call two JSON on things. I wish there was a way to get the JSON representation of these models um, like, built into Thrift. Like I, I want an instance method in Ruby that says, like, two JSON, give me the JSON, and then a uh, class method that says from JSON and it makes the model from the JSON on the wire, and then I can handle the transport stuff myself. Uh that's kind of where i'm at right now i learned a lot i don't have anything to use right now so what have you been doing instead of programming uh (laughs) playing a video game called shadow of mordor (laughs) and uh watching uh our 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 newborn infant
2: i just got the game len the one with the dc comics
0: oh yeah we should
1: have a a fighting game tournament
2: what's the name of it again
1: injustice i played a little bit of that i didn't i didn't love it the blocking didn't feel right. It's not very. It's more. It's more Mortal
0: Kombat than Street Fighter.
2: Mm. Batman looks beast. <laughs> He's tall and big.
0: Pam, what have you been up to?
3: I sent out my Christmas e cards this weekend.
0: I didn't get one.
2: I didn't get one. I. Haven't.
3: I mean, you all didn't make my Christmas e card list. Man, <laughs> it's Chabuse. also it's from. I don't know that. I don't think have any of you met Mike.
2: Once, twice. I don't think so. so.
3: Yeah, because it's like from me and Mike, and so it's, uh, the the joke is because my husband generally only wears athletic shorts, even in winter. Oh, I was
2: just going to make that joke. I was like, Mike, basketball shorts, Mike.
3: Yes, Mike who wears basketball shorts. And uh, so our picture for this year's Christmas card was from our trip to India, where there was photographic pr- proof of him wearing pants. <laughs> so that was the joke, and I did send it to some people, some of my friends in New York who don't know Mike, and they were all... They were confused or like, I don't really get the pants joke, but uh, you know, Merry Christmas. Wow, doesn't he get cold? It's cold in Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He I think he's actually starting to change. I think it's uh this is the year where he's like, if it's really cold, like after like, you know, snow again last year, he was like, it's really fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> like at like 30 degrees, you could wear athletic shorts because part of it is, you know, you're only suffering outside for a limited amount of time. And then you're usually back inside in some form of heat and you have to take off all your layers. Right. So you only have to suffer for a little bit and then you're comfortable when you get back inside. So that was his, his theory. But then... Snowmageddon made him, or, uh, you know, the the winter vortex. He actually wore pants sometimes.
2: So why'd he wear pants in India?
3: Uh, so that you don't get malaria.
2: Oh, good reason.
3: Like when you go camping, like you wear mm. long sleeves and long pants, even though it's hot outside, because it's the best way to not get disease.
2: bites. Yeah. I was just watching the Anthony Bourdain India episode. Oh, man, if should look so good. You guys should watch it. Did
0: you watch Chef yet, Jervon?
2: No, but I bought an on Apple TV. You bought it? So oh, you bought soon. an Apple TV. I got it. Yeah, soon. Uh, I was getting my Wolf on Wall Street in. <laughs> what does Apple TV do to your uh PlayStation 4 into? Uh, I don't want to buy the movie. I don't like buying movies on not iTunes. Uh, well, yeah, pretty I much like yeah, for always,
0: me it's iTunes or Amazon.
2: I'm always going to have an Apple device, I think, at least a computer, so... We might as well have it in one place.
1: But if you're buying movies, all my movies fall off of the back of the internet truck. I don't know where they come from.
2: <laughs> Do you I want haven't, to clarify that?
0: I haven't played <laughs> a movie in like a long, long time. But being a parent of an infant, it's really tempting to like, I want to see things like uh, Interstellar or uh, The Imitation Game. And it's really hard to go to the movies with, a, with an infant. Yeah. I mean mm-hmm.
3: and thank you from everyone else for not going to the movies with an infant. <laughs>
0: well, we wouldn't yeah. bring her. It's I mean, it's, it's more like it's hard to find somebody to watch your child while you go to the movies for 2 or 3 hours.
3: You just got to get your you got to start getting your babysitter uh run down.
0: Yeah, a lot of um a lot of our friends that use the same daycare use teachers from the daycare or uh staff so I assume once she starts daycare then we'll have a we'll have an inn to get some babysitters. Imitation game isn't in Philly yet, is it?
3: No. What it I that think movie? it's gonna come around like around Christmas. Oh. Uh, so it sucks. Yeah, they just did a limited release so they could get go ahead and get on the Oscar calendar, I think. Because uh, they had to, like, release by a certain time in order to be eligible for Oscars. Hmm. Something like that. I don't know nothing about that, but it sounds right.
0: I guess if you if you get in the window of having Oscar nomination and then your movie is in theaters when the Oscars are...
3: Yeah, that's also kind of good.
0: Then, yeah, then you have, like, really good advertising, marketing. hmm
2: So what are you working on these days, Pam? Are you still doing Swift stuff?
3: Yeah, still Swift.
2: Do you like,
0: like it?
3: Hmm? I do like it a lot. It's really cool, actually. Um... There are some interesting stuff where it's. I learned it. I learned last week that it's really hard to use JSON in Swift, hmm. which you would think that a new language would come out with, say, like a JSON library in a standard library to just yeah, but make it easy.
0: Cocoa, Apple stuff, and Cocoa is really big on um, P list files. I
3: don't know what that is.
0: It's a. Uh, it's like XML but Appleized.
3: Uh. Yeah. See, web services don't respond with that though. No, I know. So, like you would—that's yeah—you would think a new language would know how to talk to JSON
0: can you and just co- make
3: it easy.
0: Can you use CocoaPods from Swift?
3: i, uh, yeah, you get interop with oh. you know, so you can create NS objects in Swift, and you can do bridge to Objective C to talk to Objective C if you want.
0: Oh, cool. Can so you I'm still
3: just that? learning some Objective C though, but.
2: Can you interrupt Can you, without learning uh, Objective-C?
3: I mean, I think it would help. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's the thing of, like, if you're going to use someone's interface and you don't understand what the interface is written and how are you going to really be able to bridge to it? Like, your bridge, you're still writing in Swift, but, I, yeah, I guess I, I want to learn more about what the bridge to Objective-C method does. Maybe yes. I could could write a blog post about that. I'm having I'm having blog post block I skipped a week the week after Thanksgiving. And since then, I've kind of had issues trying to think of stuff.
0: If I were to make a little menu bar utility for my Mac, should I write it in Swift, Objective-C, or RubyMotion, assuming I have RubyMotion?
3: Uh, assuming you have RubyMotion, I guess you would probably want to write in that because you like writing Ruby. I do. I know you.
0: So uh, over
2: the weekend, I actually toyed with that idea a little bit. Um and there's this gem for ReMotion that uh, like sets up your project to do a menu bar app. Oh, cool! And it seems like you would just have to read from the file, and like from there, you would just read from the file and display the time in the drop down or in the menu bar. I don't
0: know. Oh, you should about my Pomodoro file. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Because that's my exclusive Pomodoro app now.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so I listened to Build Phase, which is BotBot's podcast on iOS programming. And they talk about JSON a lot and what a pain it is. Is
3: it, uh, is it two guys talking about Apple products for three hours? <laughs>
1: uh, five by five network? No, the no, no. oh, <laughs> bill
3: thing is, phase that is what, pretty that, good. That video you sent along a long while ago in the back channel.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making
3: uh, fun of, what if we're going to be a podcast that matters?
1: <laughs> no, they're talking about Apple programming, not just Apple products. So, okay. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, they talk about their problems with JSON a lot. And there's this blog post about real world JSON parsing with Swift.
3: Yeah, and they use some functional constructs. Yeah. And so the like the the developers I'm working with, we were talking about it and they didn't really like that solution because it felt a lot like kind of creating a mini ORM for JSON. <laughs> and it's because you're doing like you're even doing type aliasing, and you're so you're mapping other types to new names, and so it is it feels like an ORM. And so, really, it's that I just I just want a library. So a library where I call you know I got a JSON response now turn it into a something that I can work with.
0: That's what I want for every language.
3: Just go down the tree and make it into a bunch of NS dictionaries or whatever types it needs to be. So, you want for every language is a magic JSON library?
0: Well, I want I want to be able to have a model in a language like like you were saying, like make this an object, and like I was saying with Thrift earlier. I also looked at uh, JSON schema briefly, and there's some companies and organizations in GitHub that are doing some cool stuff with that, uh, but I don't know.
3: JSON schema, so like kind of getting getting to know your JSON before you receive the JSON and then just figure it out.
0: Yeah, like like you that would be really validate. nice. I mean, I guess
3: that's that's what you used to, ha- I guess what you have in, am I making this up? I thought you had that with sometimes like with XML you would get a description of here are the different keys that you should expect.
0: You can have XML schemas like the XSD, is that what it's called? Yeah,
3: something like that. Yeah.
0: gotta hate XML. <laughs>
2: have you heard of Interpol? Yeah.
3: But, it's a, I mean...
2: Interpol? Yeah, it's a Ruby gem for JSON validation. I have um, not. So before, like when you get JSON in, I think it'll... Well, I know this for sure. When you send it out, it'll validate what you're sending. If it's up to par or valid, and send a 500 if it's not. Um, I'm not sure on the way in that happens. But you should check it out. It looks pretty cool. The, uh, someone released... I think it was Bendyworks released... Uh, Library called Caravan that was there. Like this is how you should write an API in Sinatra. It uh, uses
0: Interpol. Nice. Are any of you going to any conferences in the beginning of twenty fifteen?
3: Um, oh. I have my first booking for twenty fifteen. I'm going to Future JS in Saint Saint San Francisco. Blah, <laughs> in San Francisco. When is that? Uh February fourth. Oh wow!
0: It's coming up. Dang pan. It's, it's pretty NBL. cool. It's
3: got a awesome lineup of people that's why i agreed to do it was because i just want to see all the people who will be there what's your topic i'm gonna talk about the book so i'm gonna talk about javascript frameworks
0: cool yeah i saw last week uh o'reilly had a javascript half-off book deal and i clicked the link and you were you were one of the books that were listed
3: oh you should tell me (laughs) sorry (laughs)
0: Have you gotten any reviews
2: or anything from it or feedback?
3: Yeah, I got uh, one bad review while it was still in the uh, rolling out stage where it was still, it was like like, literally half the size that it is now. And so my publisher was pretty slow on rolling out updates, even though I encouraged them to roll out updates faster. Um, Because people got the book in progress, that kind of thing. And I just wanted people to get more content sooner. And yeah, that was friction. Um, yeah, so I, I got one bad review. There's not many other reviews. <laughs> There's one good review, but I think it's from the publisher.
0: When you're leaving us a review on iTunes, also leave a review for Pam's book. So are we ready for picks? Sounds like it. Cool. Do you have a pick, Justin? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, what I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> I'm going my pick. Uh, Heroku has a team or organization within them called Interagent. Uh, I-N-T-E-R-A-G-E-N-T. So if you go to github.com slash interagent, there's a bunch of tools and docs for building and using HTTP APIs. There's a lot of JSON schema stuff in here. Um, And that's what I'm currently looking at right now in my cross-language model definition exploration.
3: Cool.
1: Uh, Javon, you have a pick.
2: I do. I'm going to pick that project I mentioned earlier called Caravan. Uh, I was exploring it over the weekend. seems pretty uh, sensible. Um, So check that out. And then my music pick will be uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery Sing. It's a pretty awesome song. does want my pick.
1: Pam, do you have a pick?
3: Uh, I don't know that I have a pick. I think I'm going to pick a recipe from, for holiday theme, and I'm picking the Native Foods cheese ball recipe <laughs> so that you can make yourself a vegan cheese ball to celebrate your holiday of choice.
2: What is a cheese ball? Like a cheese ball I buy at a grocery store.
3: Didn't I mean my mom always used to make them. Like it's it's like a thing. Is this like a Midwestern or Southern thing? that Remember, I don't from? No, is unique. Yeah, okay. No, but I mean I'm asking also everyone.
1: Yeah, I've never had a cheese, cheese ball, ball besides like at a county fair or something. Cheese
0: ball.
3: It's it is what one might imagine. It is a giant thing of cheese. Um, I've called people. Usually a cheese covered ball. in stuff. <laughs> usually covered in stuff, and then you eat it with crackers, and it's. Is it
2: soft or is it
3: generally soft? Yeah. So it's kind of like, like you can, you can get into it with a Triscuit Mm -hmm. or a wheat thin or whatever.
2: You should share this when you make it.
3: I, I would like to make it, but it uses a lot of nuts. So it's kind of expensive, but yeah, I will make my pick the native foods cheese ball.
1: So I have a pick, the, I have a board game pick, uh, which is love letter. Uh, it's a pocket size board game. Uh, it's basically a card game, uh, I'm picking it because it's 50% off now, so it's like six bucks on Amazon, and it's just a fun game that you can play in like 10 minutes, and it's a good filler game if you have a board game night. You could play it between board games while you're waiting for someone else to finish. Uh, and then my other pick is a YouTube video, Eric Elliott at FluidConf this year, uh, talking about types are overrated. Uh, so he just kind of just echoes all my arguments, disliking types, <laughs> and that's why I picked that. Uh And show notes are at turing.cool slash 32. Follow us on Twitter at turingcool. And I'll talk to you guys next week.
2: Bye.
3: Bye. We can talk about holiday stuff. Cookies. I made. we had a, a cookie swap on Sunday.
0: Pam, I saw your Instagram of your vegan cookie swap. It looked really good.
3: It's a lot of cookies. They're mostly gone. So we ate a disturbing amount of cookies in the last, you know, 24 hours. What is um, a
0: vegan cookie like? What do you do, What do you need to replace from a typical? You can't use eggs, right?
3: No. So I people will ask that question, but the thing is, I've been vegan so long that I don't I don't think of it as vegan cookies. It's just how you make cookies. Mm. And so I don't really when I make cookies, I don't look up you know non vegan recipes and then make them. I usually use from the vegan canon. And so you don't even talk about like a, a good number. I like the bakers who don't talk about replacing eggs. Oh, okay. it's just that you make it differently. But if you wanted and there to, actually, you could there just... are even some like old recipes that you know from like that you can make like Depression era recipes, and they're usually vegan because people didn't use eggs because of the rations.
1: There's also just egg replacer, so you could take pretty much yeah. any recipe, take get and, a vegan oh, chocolate, veganized. get yeah. egg, egg replacer, and then get margarine instead of butter, and you've got vegan cookies.
3: Hmm. Yeah, so that's what that's what a good number of people did who came to the cookie swap. They did veganization.
2: Have you ever heard about? Uh, your brain needing fatty things or saturated fats in the morning. Your
3: brain, your brain does need fats in general, but like that's not. Okay. Everyone eats enough fat that they don't need to worry about it.
2: Okay, mm. so. There's this thing called butter coffee, and that's where oh, I kind of <laughs> heard about it. But then oh, someone else, someone else told coffee, me,
3: she's nasty.
2: Someone else told me that they drink butter in their water in the morning. What? Oh. I don't think that works. That's disgusting. I was like, what?
1: I actually have been doing the bulletproof coffee. I have some right
3: now. That's gross, Len. Well, just like think?
1: just like coffee, is an acquired taste. First, like two times I had it, I thought it was disgusting. But
2: do you feel better, Len?
1: Uh, coffee doesn't seem the same without some kind of fat in it no? I'm actually, my current, uh, I'm looking at it, and we shut the video off so you can't see, but, uh, I currently have coconut oil and not butter.
2: Oh. Yeah, this person also puts coconut oil in there. That's less gross. Well, butter and
0: coconut oil?
1: No, just coconut oil. It's a lot more work, though. You have to blend it.
0: I like to eat bacon for my fat in the morning.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Buttercup. I had a um, so when you come back, Justin, you should go to the grilled cheese place and get a regular grilled cheese with bacon. They have really good bacon.
3: Milk and honey, or
2: no. So this is uh, grilled cheese place in Bank Terminal. I don't know the name of it, but they have some different options. Too. They have a brisket mac and cheese or one with
0: pickles. It's pretty good. I heard that uh, a really delicious cheeseburger is you make the buns out of grilled cheese sandwiches. What does that mean? Oh, you so you eat bun. So it's like, it's like cheese? bread, cheese, bread, burger, insides, bread, cheese, bread. <laughs> You're basically eating like two grilled cheeses a hamburger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man! Why not just put the meat in the grilled cheese? You just broke everything. God, I'm so hungry. I'm hungry yeah. again too. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have for breakfast, Pam?
3: It was quinoa porridge. So it was some stewed apples and quinoa mm-hmm. and almond milk.
2: Stewed apples. How do, how do you stew apples?
3: Uh, I, well, I, I really sauteed the apples. I don't know maybe if, if it's not okay stewed, but just like water and heat and time.
2: That's cool.
3: And then the apples are cooked.
2: Squirrels are amazing. What? So there's just you guys know about the tree outside my. Apartment. See,
3: Javon, this is where this is the part where if we had the video on, you would see us all rolling our eyes at you.
2: Mm. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but like, the squirrel is running from branch to branch, and he's not falling. <laughs> and he's just—he's
0: been doing that a long time. He's brave. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: All right. So I have one other thing I want to mention. Everybody that I talk to that says it was the podcast, all says, the review that they give us is, we should do intros or some type of thing. So we should have a, like a user vote, or people should tweet at us saying what they want, and whoever, whichever side.
3: Oh, uses. hey, I had a moment. Did I, what JavaScript conference did I just tell you all that I'm speaking at? Future JS. Future JS. I said the wrong thing. I'm mm. speaking at forward JS, <laughs> a different noun that starts with... <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: can we just start tacking on JS to every word now? And yeah. It's going to be a thing. Yeah. We've already
3: made that joke, Shervon. <laughs> no, that was, <laughs> that was
2: vegetables. It's like Any vegetable.
3: from our canon. Yeah, and then onion JS turned out to be a thing. I remember that bit.
2: <laughs> but now it's like every so, word. Ham JS. It is
3: every word. So much that I like confused. And so, Future JS is a different JavaScript conference in Barcelona. I go so, into that
0: too. I don't, probably not. No. <laughs> I registered for Philly ETE
3: last weekend. Did you? Yeah. Oh, you saw that they're, yeah, the tickets are open kind of under the radar.
0: Yeah. Oh, so. is it under the radar? Shh, don't
3: tell anybody. Shh. I mean, except people on Turing Complete can go get tickets. We should record live um,
0: with our discount code.
1: Wow. So ham is <laughs> Ham is a JavaScript uh, preprocessor like CoffeeScript. Ham? You can M, NPM install, ham, and then write some ham JS code. <sighs> <laughs> oh, JavaScript. There's also a person named Hamjs. I found her Facebook.
0: It's not really under the radar, Philly ETE. No, they uh, tweeted uh, it Phillyemergingtech.com. There's a big register now button.
3: Yeah, but I think they just haven't started their full marketing pushes. what uh, I heard. Because they they haven't started, like, they email. Like, they haven't emailed everybody, basically. Like, as soon as they email everybody, a lot of the tickets will go.
0: I kind of hate that this conference doesn't have a call for proposals.
3: Yeah, like, you have to know seems the people like, on the yeah, it's Yeah, like, it's like
0: a committee of, like, people on the it's, inside that choose it's who's curated. going to be. curated. Yeah, yeah. I don't love that.
3: Yeah, it's just, it's different approaches. I do get mad when people don't have any call for proposals. Because, I mean, some people will do, I mean, I guess it is making almost twice the work if you do the half curated, half call for proposal.
0: Uh, well, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it is a lot of work, but in the context of running a conference, it's probably not very hard to get letters from people that want to speak and say, yes, you can speak or no, you can't. Should we rec- try and do an episode, there? <clears throat> no. I don't know. I would feel very awkward with that. I
3: thought we could try and do an episode uh, during Philly Tech Week.
0: Is that the same week? No. When is Philly Tech I don't Tech think week? so. It was one week. Uh,
3: there's dates and stuff. <laughs> I don't know them.
0: Last year it was April 4th to 12th, and I don't think they have one for 2015
3: yet. No way, they totally do. They're, they they do somewhere.
0: Google didn't tell me right away, so it must not be true.
3: So therefore it must not exist.
0: <laughs> Maybe they should update their website.
3: That would be one way to do it. Did you go to the Philly Tech Week website?
0: Yeah. It has 2014 with a link to get a email alert when they have 2015 plans.
3: So what I would check is there's a meetup group for Technically Philly. Mm. And they had a planned Philly Tech Week event. And yes, it's April 17th to 25th. Oh. It's more than seven days. Why do they, they should just have a Philly that's, Tech half month. <laughs> that's not a week. That's not a week. So, so those days are picked. And when's ET?
0: April 7th and
3: 8th. Yeah. So same month, not the same time.
0: Different Tuesday.
3: Mm-hmm.